a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Migrants are heading to the southern border as the nation prepares for Title 42. The COVID-era immigration policy comes to an end next week. There's a, a lot of uncertainty. Uh, which I think is the worst and most unfair thing of all, Uh, the uncertainty for migrants, for border agents, for others. Uh, But what do we know? What can we expect in the coming days? Really pleased to have joining us on the program, Alex Stone, of course, from ABC News, correspondent there in Los Angeles. Alex, thanks for joining us today. Hey, Boyd, how are you? Doing well, doing well. Uh, This is one of those issues that I think has become so confusing to so many people because you've had (laughs) different administrations and different people being for it at one time and against it at another, and it keeps being, uh, it's really become the political football of all political footballs. Uh, So frame it for us. (laughs) What are we going to see come to an end, and what does it mean? Yeah, people who you think would be on one side aren't the, the Biden administration now is saying, whoops, we're not ready to end this thing yet, even though in May they, they wanted to end it then. So next week, Title 42, again scheduled to expire. We went through this in May where it got right down to the wire. Everybody got ready, and then a court said, nope, the, the U.S. isn't ready for it, uh, and that it, it would not be expiring. Then now another court has gotten involved saying that it's got to expire, that uh, that it's uh, not humanitarian, that it's uh, that, that it discriminates, number of different things. But the bottom line is, even supporters of it, Boyd, are saying that uh, claiming now that we are preventing COVID from coming over the border doesn't really work any longer. Yeah. That that something else needs to go in its place. That uh, that, that it it was needed during the the pandemic, uh, but now at a time when. We don't really have any COVID rules in the U.S. to claim that, that we have uh, asylum, at least in some ways, shut down uh, because of COVID, that it could come across the border like, you know, at the, the time when everybody was freaking out about it, that it's this scary thing that could find its way across the border. We're not living in that world anymore. And so uh, even those who say we need something like this or a different plan, they're saying this is not the one that works any longer. Now, the, the White House says they're working on something that, that might be a replacement or a way to, to handle the, the crush of people coming in, believing that now they're going to be able to, to claim asylum. And the, the, the White House saying this right now. We are taking steps to be able to manage the expiration of Title 42 and to put in place a process that will be orderly and humane. But what is that going to be? Time is running out. Next week, set to end, Republican lawmakers are saying nothing has been done to, to get ready for this. Because nothing has happened. We've gone from 
last year, 2.2 million migrant encounters. Predicted this year, 2.8 million. And uh, Boyd, in uh, May, I spent quite a bit of time uh, in Arizona and Yuma when we thought that the uh, Title 42 was going to be going away then. And while I was there, the, the court ruled that it was not going to be ending. And it just happened about five minutes later to be interviewing the, the mayor of Yuma. Mm. And his take on it at that time was, good, we need to delay it. We need to do a lot of work uh, the, the between now and when it does go away, that uh, the, the nation will really uh, look at this. He said this. Is anytime you have a, a big announcement that appears to be an open border announcement, you get a huge surge. Uh, removal of Title 42 would be something that would be interpreted that way. So what, first and foremost, what needs to happen is uh, the president, vice president, the secretary, they need to be out of it, they need to be vocal, and they need to be consistent, uh, consistently speaking that the border is still closed. We still have laws in the books. Uh, but so far, border mayors say none of that has gone on, nothing has changed, uh, knowing that we would eventually get to this, and the, the rush is amassing, especially across from El Paso in that area, uh, massing there, people believing that migrants believing the next week they're going to be able to make their claims come across. And if it does expire next week, there are real questions about what Christmas and the flow over the border is going to look like. Uh, if a court doesn't say, you know what, we need more time and, and hold it off. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Yeah. Wow. It's so fascinating to look, to look at all of that. And there's so many interesting facets to all of this. Uh, one, obviously, just having a border as a country. Uh, I think everybody agrees we got to have that component to it. The asylum component to this, I think, is so important because that is something that is deeply American, that we do have people uh, whose lives are at risk. Uh, and we do want them to be able to use that asylum process uh, in the right way. Uh, and now we have both the surge, as you just explained, we have so much uncertainty. And this is another one of those areas where I always get frustrated with Congress, uh, that often Congress's unwillingness to act on a lot of these things uh, actually creates more uncertainty for the very people they say that they want to help. And and we know if presidents just act by executive order, that's going to end up in court and in a lawsuit. Uh, this is one of those, I think, anyway, Congress has got to do their job uh, is there anything on the horizon? Is there anything besides what uh, the administration is hoping to do? Is there any conversations with Congress in terms of getting a real solution to this? Yeah, I mean, there's been some talk about a bipartisan that kind of uh, solution, but good luck trying to, to really make it bipartisan when it's anything border related that uh, it just it often goes nowhere. If, if we're talking about uh, real solid policies along the border in the next week, highly unlikely that, that there's going to be anything there, uh, that it's either going to probably, if we're talking about between now and, and the end of next week, be the courts or the, the White House uh, getting involved. Uh, but maybe long term there'll be something there. Some Democrats say that they think that they have Republican support to, uh, to move something along. Obviously, Congress is going to be changing in the, the next uh, month or so. And, uh, and then who knows? But there's a little bit of hope there. But 
history would say probably not. Yeah, I know uh, Secretary Mayorkas was uh, down at the border yesterday. Uh, any sense in terms of what he was doing, what he picked up in that process, uh, any uh, light in, uh, in his visit down there? We know that, yeah, he was looking at uh, the, the processing centers, which are completely full already right now. Uh, what sort of tents, what do they need? Again, we're late to the game in all of this that uh, we have known for, what, about a month, month and a half since uh, the, the court said that this was going to be the date next week. And a lot of work is going to ramp up now, get going on it. Uh, and, again, it could be extended, uh, but, but his at least mission was – to look at what are conditions right now, what needs to be done, and at least the border mayors say there is a lot that needs to be done, that they haven't seen a lot of action in the last uh, six months or so since we last thought that uh, Title 42 was going to go away, um, that they need to figure out, they say, more processing centers, holding areas, um, ways to, to get people out of the, the border region. Uh, you know, El Paso says they don't have the money to bus people away. Texas and Governor Abbott have been doing it. Um, but, but as a city, they say they're overwhelmed, but they don't have the, the many millions of dollars that they would need to do that. So they're asking for money from the federal government, but it is crunch time right now trying to get it all done. Uh, great perspective as always. Alex Stone does some extraordinary uh, reporting from down there. Always appreciate your insight on this topic. Uh, ABC News correspondent Alex Stone, thanks for joining us. You got it. Thanks, Boyd. All right. Uh, a lot to chew on there as it relates to this Title IV coming to a close. And, and the thing that Alex pointed out that uh, is part of the, the angst and the frustration for me is, one, we knew in May, we knew in May that there was going to be some problems by the end of the year. We knew a month ago when the court said, okay, here's the new date, because you didn't do anything between May and November. And now here we are midway through December, and now we're scrambling. Now we're scrambling? Uh, that's inexcusable. And I, I feel, especially for those those cities, those mayors, uh, they're so overwhelmed. And as Alex pointed out, they don't have the millions of dollars to, to deal with all of that. Why are we dumping that on these little cities across the border uh, so many of them are looking to the federal government. Uh, but again, this is one of those that administrations, both Republican and Democrat, have used this, uh, abused this, and created great uncertainty. Uh, and yes, we have to deal with those who are coming across illegally. Uh, we also need to make sure we're protecting those who have a legitimate claim to asylum, uh, whose lives are in jeopardy if they stay in their home country. Uh, but we have to make sure that we have a process that is both legally sound and compassionate. And I'm going to declare it once again that those two things, rule of law and compassion, are compatible principles. And don't let anyone on the left or the right convince you otherwise. Those are deeply American compatible principles. And we need to do that to get the immigration problem settled. I still believe we could do it in an afternoon on the floor of the House and the Senate because there is so much agreement. The question to the right and the question to the left, to the Republicans and the Democrats, what are you afraid of? Are you afraid you're going to lose fundraising? Are you, going to, are you afraid you're going to lose the next election? Uh, it's time for political courage. We can solve the immigration problem, and we can do it with rule of law and compassion because they're compatible.
We'll step aside for one last commercial break. When we come back, some history lessons. George Washington on tap today. Stick around. We'll be right back on Inside Sources. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. 